Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mixed martial arts and boxing fans, it's time for Fighter's Fury inside the heart of a champion. With your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighter's Fury on AM790 The Ticket. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome on in. Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you for the next hour. We'll go all over the world of mixed martial arts and boxing. We'll get into last night's and yesterday afternoon's fight card. A lot of stuff going on in Europe, so you got some early fight action. But we'll start off here. Yesterday, during the UFC Fight Night broadcast, we got news that the UFC is indeed coming back down here. It is coming back on April 27th, and those... Rumors were out there for a while in reports, and the initial report were, was it was going to be April 27th at the American Airlines Arena. First time the UFC was coming back to the uh, County of Dade in a long, long time. And yesterday, we got word that it's actually going to be at the BB&T Center. It's going to be in Sunrise, so it's a, it's a Broward card. It's not a Miami-Dade card. And they even laid out initial fights now at first look at this it appears that we're not going to get Yoel Romero against Paulo Costa that was the initial main event that was reported that was the initial main event that we all thought we were going to get and and I was very hopeful that we were going to get because I think that would be huge for this market I think that this market has been overlooked for a while and looked upon as as a place that can draw but it is such a hotbed of mixed martial arts. Uh, so many great fighters train down here. Um, I think it's become more popular than ever than it was y- even years ago. And I really do think that this could be a great place for the UFC to come. But I do think it takes the right card to fill up a place like the American Airlines Arena or the BB&T Center. And so these initial fights that are out there that are listed, um, the top one on the card is John Lineker. Corey Sandhagen, Andre Arlovsky's on the card, fighting Augusto Saki. Uh, Glover Teixeira's on the card. Jessica Panay is taking on Jody Escobar. Court McGee, Diego Lima, and Jim Miller, Jason Gonzalez. That's what they have out there. And so a lot of people are looking at this and saying, well, John Lineker, Corey Sandhagen, is that a is that a main event fight? Is that something that they're, they're really going to throw out there as the main event to sell? It does say at the bottom of this and the list, and I didn't notice this yesterday, but I did notice it this morning, um, that the bout order is to come at a later date. And we really don't have anything new on where Yoel Romero is or where Paulo Costa is as far as what their next matchups are. Costa came out this week, and he said that he was in the running for an interim title fight. There is going to be an interim middleweight title fight at UFC 236. It's a couple of interim title fights, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but that that ended up going to Israel Adesanya. He is going to be fighting Kelvin Gastelum in Atlanta at UFC 236. So, cost is still free and still 
is believe that he's going to fight Yoel Romero. I think the other part of this is Romero is, has been on this reality show where I don't think people can get in touch with him, so I don't know when that thing's going to end and when they can finalize it. Um, you'd assume that he wants, you know, six to eight weeks to train for his fight. So, you know, it's kind of getting to that time where you would think he wants to be in training camp to get ready for this bout. But, you know, look, I think the re- I think the UFC really needs that that headliner for this thing to work out. I mean, it was it was that card, a bantamweight fight, good fight a couple years ago. I think it was, you know, um it was Mighty Mouse and I got to figure out who the other guy was. It it slipped in my mind, but you know, it was a te- they had to pay for the entire house. It was it was a rough card. Kind of got this place blacklisted to begin with back in the BB&T Center years ago. So, you know, the idea that they're going to go that route again, I just, with, with with nobody who has really a tie here, even Yoel, the last card that we had over at the Hard Rock, the Seminole Hard Rock with Yoel, at least, you know, that was a, that's a smaller venue. Yoel Romero packed the house. It was a good atmosphere against Leota Machida. You know, so you have Yoel, a local guy, taking on a former champion and a legend. And I think that this, you know, not having him, headline a card down here in South Florida would would just be a monster mistake. He doesn't have anything else. Um, you know, the fans have been wanting this matchup against against uh, Costa for a while. And the other thing is, you know, this is an ESPN card. I mean, this is this is the this is what gives me hope that they're still going to stack this with something a little bit bigger than what's initially announced and that they just don't have it confirmed. This is this is the third big ESPN card that they're putting forth. Like they just put Cain Velasquez against Francis Ngannou, for example, in Phoenix, and kind of the same deal. You know, Francis, hometown guy. I mean, uh, excuse me, Cain um, Velasquez, hometown guy, fighting in Phoenix, getting getting kind of that hero's welcome. I can't imagine they're coming at it with John Lineker against Corey Sandhagen. I think that's a fun fight. It's a really good fight. It's just, it's 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 a little bit. It's, it is it is certainly a letdown from what we all thought it was going to first be. So I don't want to be an ingrate because I am happy that the UFC is coming down here, and I can't wait. You know we're gonna we're gonna embrace the whole week, and it's gonna be fun that the biggest mixed martial arts promotion is coming down here. But it certainly feels like it needs that that other hammer to drop for this thing to really really you know come home and, and be and be a big time event. I don't, I don't, you know, looking at the initial card, it just doesn't have that. It doesn't have that, wow, I got to get out there and see this. And I really think if you're coming into a market like this, which I think could be super successful for the UFC, I don't think you can screw around with the fans here. I feel like you've done that enough. You've done that enough in, 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 in so many ways when it comes to this market. And now that I think that the market's as hot as ever, I think as far as the, the amount of people that are interested in mixed martial arts down here, of course, with y'all, Romero, having the ties. I mean, look, there was even talk when this was going to be um when this was going to be at Miami that, you know, Jorge Masvidal was saying that he wanted to he wanted to turn around from his fight on March 16th against Darren Till. He wanted to do the turnaround and fight on April 27th. That's, you know, one Masvidal's a crazy person, but two, like come on, man. That's that's a big deal for him to get to fight in his hometown. You know, this isn't quite fighting in your hometown. It's nothing against the BB&T Center. It's a fantastic venue. Love going there for concerts. Love Panthers games. Um, But I do feel like it being actually in Miami did have a little bit different of a flavor to it as far as, you know, 
kind of going into the 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 big time market. Being UFC Miami, being UFC Fort Lauderdale, just different marketing wise, just is. And so, if you're not if you're not only going to take away the prestige of being in Miami, you know, at least put a, a card that's really going to bring people out there to West Broward County and make them want to show the UFC that this is a market where we could support the sport and we want you guys to come back here on the regular. I don't feel like with these first... Now, the interesting thing is going to be... Um, the interesting thing is going to be, you know, I, I would like to know why it didn't turn out with the AAA because, like, these are very strong rumors that were out there. These things don't just come from nowhere. Um, so... I would like to know if it was a case of them being too worried about the potential playoff matchups, which, you know, now aren't looking fantastic for the Miami Heat. Um, but if that was, you know, if that was a case, if there was, if if it was, if it was just purely a money issue, if it was a timing thing, because I really thought that just being in that place would have just given it a different feel. Again, like it. BB&T is cool, and, I, you know, maybe, the, you know, they probably don't have the fear that the Panthers are going to make the playoffs and, and that there would be a conflict or that they wouldn't be able to work that out. Maybe there was uh, there was too much of a uh, an unknown with the NBA factor and that, they'll they, you know, they'll try and match that up during a regular season one day. But this was just too too much of an unknown to make that happen. I don't know. But it is uh, it is strange that it seemed everybody was kind of on board that, yeah, this thing was going to be in Miami, but now it is moving to Broward County. So... That's kind of the latest there. The uh, the 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 card we got yesterday, um, that they put out on the on the es on the ESPN Plus broadcast. You know, it had John Lineker, Corey Sandegan atop the billing, but it does say at the end of it that the bout order is to come at a later date. They haven't really officially announced it yet. And the other thing is. If you go to the BB&T's website, it, you know, they don't even have the official card on there. They have the date. They say UFC is coming, but they don't have an official announcement of card. UFC's website, they still have TBD versus TBD. So there's no official announcement on what the main event's really going to be. These are just the fighters we know are going to be there. We know it's going to be on ESPN, and we know it's going to be at the BB&T Center. But we don't know quite yet what the main event is or, hell, what even the co-main event is. This is only... You know, a, a, a six-bout list they come out, and they're going to have, what, 10 fights on there, 11 fights, 12 fights on there. Um, so there, there's still, I think, other stuff to drop here. I don't think that the entire story is completed, but um, I can tell you from my standpoint, I hope that it, it, it has Joel versus Costa on there because I think that would be monster for South Florida. I think that it gives it a, a real signature fan-friendly fight that I think a lot of UFC fans all around the country want to see. Has a tie down here. Yoel, obviously, living down here. Cuban community, Brazilian community for Paulo Costa. I think that would be huge. Um, but I think, it, I, I, you know, to me, I think it would have just had a little bit extra energy if it was down at the American Airlines Arena. But still happy they're coming down here, nonetheless. When we come back, we'll get into the action from yesterday. A lot of things going on, the UFC, Bellator, boxing, tons of stuff going on, uh, especially on the European side of things. And huge announcement as far as UFC 236, a couple of titles that will be on the line. We'll get to that next. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. All right, welcome back. This is very exciting. 
The long-awaited return. Seema's back in the building. Wow. What's up, man? Wow. What up? It's good to have you back. What up, sunshine? It is good to have you back. Man, it's a pleasure to be back. So I was just talking about uh so the announcement happened yesterday. Have you been into the uh you gotta be you gotta be miserable with the with the fights lately because like everything's yeah. on streaming. Yeah, I'm everything's I'm, on streaming. I'm boycotted. <laughs> you just out of the loop. Boycotted. I, to, I had to go get one of these these uh these fire sticks. I'm like, there's no fights on TV anymore. It's all on it's all on streaming. And a bunch of crap. It is. I wanted to say something else, but I didn't want you to dump me. But uh but at least at least now that it's on the 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 stick thing, at least it feels like oh, okay, it's on my television. But it's still a pain in the ass. It's like all every day. There's it's like, okay, we're gonna be on ESPN here, ESPN Plus there, the zone here. Da, 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 uh. Oh, yesterday, I was trying to watch this Bellator card. Figure this one out. You would think if they're streaming, I'm 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 allowed to watch it live. So they have this card over in Dublin. Yeah. And so I'm like, click, click, click. And they're like, oh, it's on delay. And I was confused. I was like, oh, is the card delayed? They're like, no tape delay you can watch it at nine once it's over so first of all i go to the bellator twitter account to try and figure this out they spoil the ending they tell you who wins of course and then uh and the other thing is if it's streaming shouldn't i be able to watch it whenever i want of course you should and not only that go to their website it tells you to tune into spike what? <laughs> so crazy man so we got news yesterday on the uh, the broadcast that the ufc is coming back down here seema it's coming to the bb and t center it was supposed to be uh, at the American Airlines Arena. Those were the initial reports, and it was supposed to be Yoel Romero taking on uh, Paulo mm, Costa. Yes, yes, all all kinds of sauced up. I bet Bo- both both these dudes uh, just 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 uh, you know going in there, bodied up for this one, um, trading. But now it turns out it's going to be at the BB&T Center, and the Even car better that, for me. Good for you, uh, travel wise. Yeah. yeah, that's that's to make up for all of the 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 force feeding of the app. I kind of feel like Bellator and UFC are like um, my mother when I'm seven years old. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> Eat your vegetables. Uh, but this card doesn't have, like, the initial card that came out, it's kind of like everybody everybody down here is underwhelmed. Is it feel, Mighty Mouse? It's Sean Lineker who's kind of like, <laughs> who's kind of like. Uh, the same thing. You know, I mean, he hits harder, but, yeah, but. but like. You know, everybody down here is like, are we getting are we getting the short end of this again? You go from us getting a legitimate uh, title contending fight that everybody wants to see with a hometown guy, and now all of a sudden we're getting John Lineker and all respect to Andre Orlovsky, but you know, it's been better days, better days with the with the with the, with the pit bull. So I don't know. We're all, we're all just. I feel like a lot of the South Florida mixed martial arts fan yesterday. When they saw that announcement, they're like, "Oh man, are we getting are we getting hosed again on this stuff again?" Well, well just like South Florida has done in the past, we'll show Dana. Yeah, he's going to be paper in the house on the last day of the fight. They're going to be giving away tickets. Yeah, like, I don't understand why would you have this big thought that you're going to come back into the market when you know what this market it's going to need something big to draw them. Um, and the other thing is because of all the people that train down here, why are we in the situation where? You're gonna, you're, you're really gonna, you're really gonna give us the the two bantamweights again, who are, you know, one guy's in contention, one guy's not even ranked yet. Like that's that's how we're gonna go with the initial launching. So smoking mirrors. I'm I'm hoping that the OL thing is just he's not official because he's on some wacky reality show, so they can't get in touch with him. So I'm hoping that announcement comes 
and that'll definitely liven the spirits of the card. But uh, yeah, a lot of people are not happy with yesterday's announcement. Not. I happy. don't blame them. I can't blame them either. It's crazy. Last time they were here, it was. Uh, do you remember the Yoel, the Yoel Leo Machida card? That was better. Like I that was do. A, that, that was, was a, great. That was a good atmosphere. It was great. Um, people got excited. It sold out like in an hour and yeah. thirty minutes. Those are the fights that we need to have. Yeah, man. There's no reason. There's no reason why it can't be a big thing here. And I'm a, you know, I know you but like. But that's when. That's when the the purchaser of the fight is mandating there be some substance. Yeah. Because the reason why that happened is because that was at Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. And Hard Rock said, don't bring us no crappy fights. Yeah. BB&T and American Airlines, they're saying, oh, it's the UFC. Right. But they've but the BBT's been here before. Like yeah. that last card well, they, at they, the BBT was terrible. Yeah, they they probably just rent the venue. Yeah. You yeah. know, UFC is probably the promoter. At a property, there's site fee. Mm-hmm. So they pay you to bring it there to bring value to the players, gotcha. to the customers, to bring bodies. Gotcha. BB and T doesn't care. It's an empty house. They compare they care about concessions, but concessions are gonna happen. Regardless of what you put in there, mm-hmm. as long as there's people. Oh man, I hope I hope it gets spiced up, man. So there was news this week as far as UFC 236 concerned. They have a couple of title fights that were announced, but the big surprising one was there's an interim lightweight championship on the line. Dustin Poirier is taking on Max Holloway for the interim 155 championship. Apparently, it was initially offered to Tony Ferguson. He turned it down. He's like, I'm not fighting for another interim belt. I was interim champion. My knee got torn up. You guys stripped me and gave the title fight to Khabib. I'm not fighting for the interim title again. So instead, we got Max Holloway, who's been a dominant featherweight champion. He's been on a huge winning streak against Dustin Poirier, who's also been outstanding. He, you know, if he wasn't a lightweight, he probably would have gotten a title shot a long time ago in any other weight class. Great fight. It's a great fight. But it does put this, this, uh, this division, which is got Khabib suspended and also given himself an extra suspension because he's in solidarity. He's not He's not going to come back until his two other teammates' suspension's up. You got Connor, who's obviously the biggest star in the sport. Um, and then you got Tony, who was interim champ, but apparently doesn't want to fight for an interim belt, only wants to fight for the real thing. So now they're in this position. They're like, all right, I guess we go to our, our, our number three guy, and then we bring up the featherweight champ. It's I mean, it's a monster fight, but it kind of just makes – it makes a division that was stacked, already had some some issues with who the guy is, and now we got even more questions of who the guy's going to be after this one. I, I, I'm excited about the fight. I think it's a more interesting, engaging fight than a Habib Ferguson fight. Yeah. These guys throw down. Yeah, these guys they're are violent. They're going to stand toe-to-toe and trade. Yeah, give me the Although last— every the, time we say that, usually goes to the <laughs> ground. Well, I mean— I feel we got to feel this. When's the last time Dustin Poirier has been in a boring fight? He's always in or a... Or Holloway. He's, he's, both those guys are always slugging it out. Like That could be the one where they're, like again, just standing in the middle and they're they're like pointing to the, the center of the octagon and throwing down. They're both just so fan-friendly as far as fighters are concerned. So, And I'm really happy for Dustin Poirier. That dude, he, he, he is... He's, he's kind of like... Amongst everybody who's got like uh, a gimmick or whatnot, that guy just shows up, puts on good fights... 
He's been a, an absolute, absolute rock at 155 pounds. It's just, you know, when you're in a division with Conor McGregor and Habib and Tony Ferguson, like, it's it's easy to see why a guy like that gets lost in the shuffle. And to see him get something like this, get a good opportunity, is, is you know, it kind of gives you hope in the sport again, almost. Yeah, but what happens, okay, Holloway, the winner of Holloway, Poirier. Yep. So now who do they fight when Habib comes back? I guess they, I would assume, normally. So, so Ferguson's probably three fights away from possibly getting a belt. Well, this is the interesting thing. So Habib had this, uh, he had this statement on uh, his Instagram. And he says, I want to remind you guys that before I became champion, I was close to fight, title fight three times. And all three times I missed my opportunity. First was in July. I was offered fight in Ramadan month. I turned down. UFC 205, I was offered title fight. Belt agreement signed. Title fight given away. His counter shut up. Uh, third time, UFC 209, I was hospitalized, almost died. But every single fail, I say, if I miss chance, you earn your shot with one more victory. Tony, you had chance, and you missed it. It's your fault. So he's telling Tony, go fight. Go fight, you get a shot. But Tony did fight. He fought on that card. He fought on the last, he, 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 beat, he beat Anthony Pettis on a, a, a knee that was rehabbed for like six months. Yeah. Crazy. He's insane. I don't, I mean, he's, he's certifiably insane. So he comes out after this, and he's like, I'll make 145. Tony's insane. He'll he's gonna he's like I'd rather go fight at featherweight than go fight for the interim title. So I'll drain bone marrow and go I, down. Yeah, to I don't know. I I, I don't and know. I'll drink it when I win. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's an awesome fight. Uh, it's just yeah. Is I wouldn't mind seeing Tony Ferguson Max Holloway. I think that oh Turgis, Ferguson that, probably wins that fight though. That, that, it's an amazing fight. And and Max getting into the mix at one fifty five. I mean, it only makes one fifty five better. Um. And 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 mean especially the the the, uh, the pleasing style that he fights in, but yeah, we're kind of in the spot again. Like, what do you? Yeah, what do you do? Okay, so once November rolls around, if Dustin or Max is the champ or the interim champ, do they get to fight Khabib or are you going to? They fight Connor. Get ooh. <laughs> Connor's going to be. You know what? Poirier has the opportunity to redeem himself. Maybe that's maybe well, yeah. Poirier's got the chance if he a, wins the belt at a new weight class, and so does Max. And Max, these two fought. These two fought back in Max's debut. Yeah, he, I think it was 19. McGregor or Poirier? No, they both. He's fought them both. He lost to he lost to both of them. Right, Poirier, but, Poirier submitted him in his debut when he was like 19, and then Connor beat him by decision when Connor tore up his knee. So, correct. and then, but I mean, Max. But was, Poirier fought McGregor too. Yeah, they, and they, he they, beat both of them. Yes, yes. He he knocked out uh, Poirier in a round. At, at, at featherweight, and then I think it was after that fight that Poirier moved up, and has just been pretty much on a tear. I think his only loss was to Michael Johnson, um, but other than that, he's been he's been destroying fools, and like every fight is fight of the night candidate, something like that. So yeah, to see him out there, and now this is kind of going to be interesting because it's the the all interim, uh, the all interim card because they're also putting an interim middleweight title on the line between uh, Israel Adesanya Stylebender against Kelvin Gastelum because of Robert Whitaker's uh, intestines nearly falling out, and he had to get surgery, so they don't know when he's going to be ready. Um, so, I don't know. It's it, The UFC has is, is got interim titles going all around. Yeah, there's it's, two I can't keep up. It's it's almost becoming like boxing, because like, boxing is big on the interim titles, 
and those not really meaning anything as far as will you get the next shot. And I think kind of things turned with the welterweight division because they gave an interim title to Colby, and he didn't get the next shot. It's going to be Kamara Usman versus Tyron Woodley next week, and we'll get into that next segment. But even with that being the case, um, and, and Kamara Usman being, a, being a, an awesome fighter, it's like, all right, well, what, what do these mean anymore? What do these interim titles stand for? Is it just to, 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 to put a good item at the end of a card, or is it actually kind of your Willy Wonka golden ticket to the title shot, to the actual title shot? That's the real question. It's a, yeah, it's a strange, strange times. It's, it's very strange. Strange times, man. I don't know. I don't know. So that's what's going down, and it'll be interesting. Like, there's been rumors with Connor in his next fight that it's supposed to be Cowboy. He's supposed to be fighting Don Cerrone in the summer. But, uh, you know, about, Dan- time, about time Cerrone get a big payday, huh? Yeah, man. He yeah. deserves He's earned it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's good, too. Like, the one thing you can say about Connor, if the UFC is in this situation, is. He doesn't really need the title. Like he's a he's a big draw no matter what. Like you could put him in fun fights and interesting fights that people are gonna want to see. And I think that's better. Yeah, it's better for Connor and better for the UFC because there's some of these guys that realistically, I don't think that Connor can beat. And the more that you put him in those fights, the more you diminish his value. Right. It's better to put him in with a fight with Cerrone which we know will be a great fight, but he'll probably win. Yeah, and stand-up-wise, too. Like, you yeah. don't want him in these fights where a guy's taking like, him down. The blueprint has been put out there to beat Conor McGregor. You want him on the fights where it's going to be standing and, and, and there's going to be, you know, crazy crazy distance, him throwing those kicks, all, all that kind of stuff putting yeah. out there. So, you know. If Protect this, the cash cow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Otherwise, otherwise he's going to be going and – Selling whiskey bottles all over the I place. Don't, but I don't I don't hate that. I'm not mad at that. I'd rather see a great fight than a title fight with two big names. Yeah. And they get in the cage and they, you know, dry hump each other. Yeah. I well, I'm not mad at that either. Like it's it's one of those things where we have You're not seen... mad at a hump fest? No. I mean, well, like here's an interesting thing. So you did you see Thank God GSP's retiring. GSP retired this week. I yes. was gonna ask you. So like GSP retired this week. He apparently wanted to make a fight with uh uh, Habib, and apparently, from GSP's standpoint, the UFC didn't want to make that fight because, in his mind, they're afraid he's going to beat Habib and then retire and just go off into the sunset. <laughs> and they've just and and that would and that would just ruin Nurmagomedov and and all his marketing. Because um, Habib was like, once the news came out, retiring, he's like, he's like, please, please, GSP, don't retire, please, I fight you, I fight you whenever weight you want. He does after he retired. When he gave the news, because they were like, yeah. oh, there's press conferences coming up. And he's like, please, don't throw to the there. Please, 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 stay. And I don't know. Like, Khabib versus GSP does nothing for me. Does nothing for me either. I'd rather see, like, wouldn't you be interested in seeing Anderson Silva versus GSP, like their last fight? I, would, I wouldn't mind that. Especially, I thought Anderson looked good his last fight. He did look good. He, he faded a little bit at the end, I believe. And he, it was just almost like kind of like survival to yeah. a degree. Like, let me just make it look good. Patty cake, patty cake. I'm right. going to make fun of you. And you're not going to be able to hit me very clean, but I'm not going down. Right. I'll lose for a decision, but I'm not going down. <laughs> yeah, I think I heard uh, I think I heard Shell Sonnen make that point. Like, Anderson looks at the victory as the longer a fight goes. Yeah. If if he knows he can't be beat, if he, as long as it goes long, 
he's happy about that. So he's forty. What forty one? Yep. Come on. Yeah, man. Chill. But- shut up. <laughs> uh, we come. We back- fight, Chill. When we come back, we'll get into a little bit of a UFC 235. John Bones Jones returning to the Octagon next week. That's a next. real fight card next week. Yeah, man, that's an awesome one. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. All right, welcome back. Fighters Fury here. Tobin and Seema here with you. So next week, we got UFC 235, a real monster card. Real fights. A real monster card from Las Vegas. Big time. John Jones is returning to SEMA. He is fighting Anthony Smith. What's he been out? Six weeks since his last fight? John Jones? Yeah. He's fighting a lot. He said he wants to fight, I think, four times this year if he could. Wow. Got to make that money it's back. Gotta be, it's got to make up for lost time. <laughs> bills to pay. It's got it's to make up for lost time. I guess uh, you know, he's got two drug testing agencies that he's got to fulfill. He's got VADA. He's got USADA. I'm sure WADA wants to get in there, too. Everybody wants to take John Jones' urine. If he, don't, if he ain't careful, he's going to have child support. <laughs> um, alimony so Anthony Smith this is the way I look at it Seema. like we yes. say Anthony Smith is a dangerous dude he's really really uh, he's he's a fun fighter to watch did you ever expect three four years ago when this guy came on the scene that he would nope become what he is nope, nope. me neither but I would have never have forecasted that the only thing that I find uh, you know he beat Vulcan Uzdemir who's uh, that was a good win savage fight I mean it, it was like the, those guys were covered in blood for it um, he burst on the scene at light heavyweight, beating Rashad Evans and beating Shogun, and Shogun's had a nice little resurgence here. But the only thing I look at, it, I look at those two guys, I'm like, man, Asterix. John, John was beating those guys back in his back when those guys were in their prime, right? When he was young, Buck. So, you know, I'll give you the Uzdemir win, but like, I, I, John Jones, the 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 idea that Anthony's got the got the tools to to get through this guy, I don't know, man. I just I don't see where he's able to get inside that range, that dangerous long reach of John Jones, those kicks, those knees, those elbows. How does he find a way? Like, he's going to have to risk it at some point to, to go in there and, and try and put his hands on him. Um, I just I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to. I don't think John's going to allow that. Tactically, I think the only way that he has an opportunity to win this fight, meaning Anthony Smith, is to throw tactics out the door and catch him with a haymaker yeah. and stun him. That's the only that's the only chance that I see that he has taken nothing away from Anthony Smith. He's climbed the ladder to get to this point and to be into some sort of contention. I think it's an interesting fight because he seems to have power, but I don't think that I don't think that he poses a stiff challenge to Jones. I don't know if anybody does in this division. I mean, he is he is the best and he is, you know, Gonna show everybody, but like, you know, after Anthony, you know, Jan Blockowitz lost yesterday to Tiago Santos, who had the call out of him, and he's like, he's like, I'll beat Anthony Smith and I'll beat John Jones too. He's gonna be in attendance. Uh, Luke Rockhold's kind of in this division now. Mm-hmm. He's making that. You know, you can have a storyline there with you know he's DC's ex teammate and stuff like that. But I mean, does anybody got a shot against him at one at two hundred five? I just I look at this list and I just. I don't see it. Maybe Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker is is very raw into the scene. He's going to be fine on that card, and people like him. He's he's very sexual with his pelvic thrusts when he walks to the octagon. Johnny, Johnny Walker, come yeah, on, man. man. He's just coming off all like this cocaine stuff and all these other things, and he now is. you want him to get in I don't know. with with a bottle of Johnny Walker. I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, how like 
There's got to be some kind of beef there that could happen between I've him and Connor. Even, I don't even know who Johnny Walker is. Oh, dude, you watch this. He's he he won his last fight. Yeah. He he hit him with a spinning back fist, right? And then, so dude's out, and he's coming up. He was about to sucker punt him right into the stands. Really? Um, yeah. Thankfully, he he missed on the kick, so the ref stopped the fight. But he won already. But this dude, he walks to the ring. He used to be a he used to be a male stripper. Oh wow! And so he's walking to this ring, and is I mean, this WWE or UFC? I'm telling you, you got to see the 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 type of love he was making to the air on this was crazy. I mean, it was it was wild. But he won his last fight in like 15 seconds. People are into him. They they, they think he's they think he's got star <laughs> potential. I'm telling you, watch him. He's on the prelims. Watch him next week. I'm telling you, you got to watch this ring walk. It's crazy. Do you have to watch it on ESPN Plus? No, it's actually okay. on ESPN. Right. It's right. actually on ESPN. But. I'm telling you, it's he's something. I mean, they're not going to do Gustafsson again. He's out. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. Yeah, because he destroyed him the last destroyed video. Him, it yeah. looks like a fight. So, <laughs> I, it's nothing against Anthony Smith. It's just like, this guy's kind of the best ever, and I don't I don't foresee anybody beating him in this division. Could you imagine if he pulls it off? What? Could you imagine if he pulls it off? If Anthony Smith pulled it off? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, think it, I mean, I, what are the odds? i got to see what the odds are for this fight, because he's got to be, they got to be crazy big. As far as what the spread is for this fight, because you know Anthony Smith is like this guy was he he's 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 an absolute monster, but you know this guy's his John Jones is a minus eleven hundred favorite. Wow, uh, Anthony Anthony Smith plus six fifty. I mean that's that's a monster spread. People are not giving it much of a shot in this fight. It's it, and that's a tough and one. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Uh, if he yeah if he were to win this fight, it's up there with. I mean, I th- I think Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson, maybe, yeah, close, huh? Maybe made you think, maybe. Um, it's it's a monster, but yeah, I'm John Jones finish him, or you think it goes the distance? What do you think? I think he finished. I think John is John is going to be committed to finishing in some way, shape, or form for these. What did you say? Four fights in nineteen. Yeah, he wants to continue to make that impact. Like I'm back. All these bums that have been claiming to be the best in a division, I'm gonna clean house and then i'm gonna go to heavyweight and fight kane velasquez <laughs> Ooh, man that felt bad that for was kane. horrible yeah that was horrible that was horrible and and it's weird that it happened to him on both those big launches huh like it happened to him against jds on fox and then it happened to him on Fran- francis is it was a desperation launch to me what do you mean like when when he pushes forward off those off the knee getting clipped yeah and then it was kind of like let me reach for him and push and and he went up. Look, Francis is scary. Um, and and to think that how he about got, John Jones, Francis, and Gandu next oh, year? Twenty twenty. I like the way you think. Twenty twenty. Because look, I I don't care. You know, I know Francis has his shortcomings, but that first round, no matter what, I mean, like I don't know what happened in the Derek Lewis fight. That was really weird. Um, but yeah, he's still dangerous. Even Stepe said like that first round, he hurt me. And I, I mean, he's he's the he's the scariest. He's the scariest. He's got the scariest fist in the game. Two guys that Dana hates or loves to hate. Yeah, man, fighting Dan, against each man, other. Dana'll be all be all over you, and then if you if you turn on him, he's like out in the cold, man. That's right, out in the cold. You ain't you ain't my he cash cow anymore. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the co-main event, Tyron Woodley against Kamara Usman? Interesting I'm, fight. Very interesting fight. I think I, uh, I don't think that Tyron can knock him out with one punch, and I think that's what we've seen lately is. You know, people kind of fear that punch. Yeah. They're looking for that punch, and then he takes them down, and 
you know, all the other stuff. These guys are both really good wrestlers. Yeah. Well, I think that's why it, it neutralizes their approach in the fight. And now we go from seeing, you know, we talked earlier about two great strikers being in a fight and they end up taking each other down or trying to take each other down with like the the, the Paul Daly and MVP fight. Ugh. Here you have the opposite. You got guys that are both great wrestlers that will probably not try to take each other down. Right. Unless it gets into some mental warfare. Let me like let me take you down and show you that I'm a better wrestler than you. This is one of those fights that I think is interesting because I feel like even though Tyron's got the championship experience, I feel like the longer the fight goes, the better it is for Kamaro. I feel like if this fight I think if I, I think, would agree. I think if Tyron gets him, he gets him in the first couple rounds. Even though like that that gas tank thing has been debunked a little bit. Like Tyron has matured as a fighter and he really breaks guys down. But the one thing I'll say about him is if we look back at the guys he's beaten recently, uh, Darren Till, Wonderboy, Damian Mott, they're all kind of specialists. They're all guys that got their one trait. And Kamaro, I would say, yes, his bread and butter is his wrestling, but he's pretty damn good at everything. It's pretty damn – there's not – There's you can't look at Kamaro Usman and say, that guy's got a hole anywhere. He's – he's. I mean, other than maybe not knock you dead power. Yeah. What? <laughs> anyway. Um <laughs> I think, and I think. Look, I think if there's going to be a, if there's going to be a title changing hands, I think it's going to be this fight. I think, I think this, I think this is the guy who's got the skill set to dethrone, dethrone Tyron Woodley. Um, and if he, if he does, be, if Tyron does beat him, I, I legitimately think if Tyron beats him and Colby Covington, I think we do have to start having a conversation about Tyron being uh, the Moving best welterweight of, of, of all time. Of all time. Wow. Yeah, I think. I, no, I'm serious because you want to know why? I why? think GSP. He was able to kind of dominate and beat all those guys kind of twice over, um, but he got that sense when things were that things were going to start turning in this division, right? And he, and he got, got that, and he got the hell out. This guy's knocked out Robbie Lawler. Well, he almost got beat by Josh Koscheck. Yeah, <laughs> like Tyron Woodley. You know, first of all, you knock out Robbie Lawler. Yeah, Robbie, this is scary, one of the scariest dudes to ever walk into the octagon with one shot. Yeah, uh, Wonder Boy twice. You know, Damian Maya, maybe Those the best. Those were some boring fights, though. Boring fights, uh, no doubt. I'm not saying it's the most exciting welterweight of all time. Uh, Damian Maya, one of the best submission artists of all time. Uh, Darren Till, a guy who's um, an absolute monster, probably way too big for 170. This Kamal Usman is is uh, so tremendous. And then you have the kind of the grudge match with Colby Covington. I mean, like, yeah, you know, I, I think I think there has to be an argument for it. He's kind of beaten all the guys that were in his window and age range, and now he's beating all the young guys, too, that were supposed to be the up-and-comers, that's a hell of a resume he's building for himself. You know, it's probably hard to ever dethrone GSP, and a lot of people don't like Tyron Woodley, so they don't want to talk about this, but I think it's a pretty damn good resume he's putting up there, man. I get that. What do you think about— You argue a good case. What do you think about Robbie Lawler versus Ben Askren? Yeah, I'm not—Ben Askren is is a wrestler. Yeah. Straight up. No, I mean, punches very little. That I've seen. And I know his stint at Bellator was all about taking guys down. All about it. Backpacking them and, and dragging them down to the ground and just neutralizing. Can he do that to Robbie? Robbie's... I hope not. I hope Ro- Robbie comes in there with those those cinder block fists yeah. again. Coming off an injury. Lose, right? He lost that... It seemed like he lost that luster or that steam after those Hendricks wars. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean he's been through the Rory McDonald fight. Yeah. I mean, this guy, this guy's put on some of the most thrilling fights of all time. Um, yeah, Robbie's one of my favorite fighters, man. I, I love watching that guy fight, but, but I'm with he's you. He's gritty. I hope he's got something left in the gas tank. If he's got something left in the gas tank and, and takes out Ben Askren, then 
You know, I, I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. But I don't want to see a boring Ben Askren fight where the guy just takes people down and neutralizes. Yeah. This is an interesting Next one. thing you know, nine months later, we know what happened. <laughs> hey, a, a destructive little baby comes. Yes. Um, yeah, man. That's a, it's. I'm interested to see what Ben Askren, this is kind of like the outcast of the UFC. Dana and him have uh, another guy that Dana has beef with. So Who, Askren? Yeah, they don't like each other. Well, Dana doesn't like him. That, that's why he hasn't been in the UFC. Like, he was just at one championship forever because him and Dana apparently just, like, Dana didn't like his style. Didn't like his style, thought he was boring, but also didn't like that he would make fun of him on Twitter all the time. But how did he, he get signed to the UFC? Just to take him you away were, from Bellator? No, you want to know how he got in the UFC? Um, he got traded. They traded Mighty Mouse and his contract. To, the, to Bellator? No, no. Mighty Mouse is now at one championship. They, uh, he's not, yeah, they traded Ben Askren, so they traded rights, basically. Uh. Um, and I guess the big catalyst to it, because you know, you know Dana White and Joe Rogan are big, are, are, are longtime friends? Yeah. I guess Joe is, Joe had a huge campaign, kind of, he had been on his podcast, and that kind of started the wave to get the fans behind him to, because, to, you know, look, Ben Askren's a good personality, people like him, he talks a lot of bleep, um, you know, he's not, a, he's obviously. The guy, the guy that wore a suit with flip-flops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even think it was a suit. I think it was like a baggy ass shit. <laughs> uh, he, uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think Ben Askren is, you know, the people, it's good that somebody can poke fun at the, uh, poke fun at the boss. People like that. You going at the, uh, the big corporation and, uh, and all that stuff. But man, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a tough matchup though. Robbie Lawley, your first fight. That's crazy. Agreed. That's a crazy fight. So, yeah, I think that John's going to win. I'm going to go with Usman. I, I'm going to go with Robbie, man. I can't pick against Robbie. I'm going with, with Jones, Woodley, and Lawler. Yeah? Yeah. Can't get a it's, – it's, it's, And it's, Diego Sanchez on the prelims, he's still hanging in there. Still hanging in there, man. He's fighting Mickey Gall. Actually, you know what's – I mean, the prelims are really good, too. I'd love to see Diego Sanchez versus Conor McGregor. <laughs> what? Wouldn't that be great? I mean, all right. Why? Why? Because Diego Sanchez brings it. Because he's just crazy. So we're talking about fights. That's a fight. I mean, yeah. He when when is he ever in a boring fight? But it also could go really Bad poorly fight. for him. Uh, That's yeah. okay. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Uh, Jeremy Steven versus Zabit. Zabit is, I mean, the hairiest human being in the UFC. The grizzly bear. Uh, Misha Shurganoff, and then uh, watch that Shurganoff versus Walker. versus Johnny Walker. That's your dude. That's I'm the fight you, you want me to must see TV. Wa- watch this guy, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you. This guy. I mean, you you want to talk about? You think your TV is gonna get pregnant? Watch this guy. Really? Oh my God, he is he is almost too perverse for television. It's weird. Wow. So yeah, man. That's uh that's what's that's what's going down next week. It should be a fun fight card. Um, really really good card that they've put together. I almost wish you know maybe you know break off a piece of this card and throw it down here for the UFC. Come on, man, quit hogging it all. Put one of these put one of these fights on the card down here. One of them. And plus, isn't ESPN gonna be like really like this is what you're giving? This is our third fight on big ESPN, and you're giving us John Lineker. I agree. I'm like Crap if, if I if I if I'm Mickey Mouse, I'm calling up. I'm like hey 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 Dana, what the bleep, man? We ain't the zone. We're ESPN. Let's get it right, all right? It's enough of this nonsense. You want to go? Hey, you want to go to Splash Mountain? You want those free tickets for your family? <laughs> you want to get? You want to? You want the private tour? You want to go on the new Avatar ride? Get it right. I don't care what you got to do. Make make a double interim title. 
Whatever it's got to be. Make it happen. I agree. I'm tired of this nonsense. And no more ESPN Plus, please. Now that's not going anywhere. No vegetables. I'm telling you, it's not going anywhere. So much streaming all over the place. Just more and more streaming, left and right, man. It's good to have you back. Good to be back. It's good to have you back. It'll be fun reacting to some fights next week, everybody. So same time, Can't same wait. place. 10 a.m., love the 10 a.m. start. Uh, if you guys missed any of the show, you can download the podcast. It'll be up uh, a little bit later today. You can go get it at the Ticket Miami. Um, I'll also put out my Twitter account, at Brendan underscore Tobin, or at Instagram at the same handle. So you guys can get it there as well. Everybody enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Have a great, great weekend. And we will talk to you guys next week. Enjoy it. Yep, yep. All right, welcome back, guys. Fighters Fury. Bonus segment here. Uh, let me give you a little bit of a recap of what went down. Yesterday, you had Tiago Santos. He beat Jan Blakowicz. TKO win. He then called for a title fight with either Anthony Smith or John Jones, whoever wins that fight. Um, good performance by him. He's devastating. I will say this with Tiago. Like, he does look like the guy who, you know, we've been waiting for a guy who's got one punch knockout power who could maybe challenge John Jones. Maybe he is the guy. I don't know if Anthony, Anthony's more of a volume, put it on you type of dude. Um, I think he's, uh, I think he beat Anthony Smith also in the past. So we'll see what happens with, uh, with the sledgehammer. But, uh, one call, call out he had, uh, Luke Rockle. Luke Rockle said he'd be easy money. Um, be interesting to see when Luke kind of gets into the uh, the swing of things here as far as the 205 division. Stefan Struve got himself a win yesterday with those long arms. He got himself an arm triangle choke. So there was that. Liz Carmouche, very, very dicey win that she got over Lucille Puldadov, uh, Pudalava, excuse me. Uh, so it was that. Um, one local note, shout out to Jillian Robertson. She got herself a win over Veronica Makedo uh, got herself a submission win versus uh, via rear naked choke. So shout out to Jillian. She's uh, she's trains down here and um, saw her her buddy Kayla Rocco, friend of the show, was uh, was very happy for her celebrating in the octagon. So shout out to uh, to Jillian for getting herself a win in that one yesterday. Um, let's see, Mackenzie Dern. Speaking of the ladies, she has announced that she is pregnant. She vows to return to fighting. She was looking to fight in the spring, but the 7-0 Dern is now uh, going to be out for a little bit and be interesting. I would say with Mackenzie, the only big thing that's going to be interesting is uh, she had, I don't want this to sound insensitive, she had weight issues, and I'm not saying that Mackenzie Dern is fat. She is uh, not fat at all. I'm just saying weight class-wise, she missed the 115-pound limit badly last time. Um, and I think any, any guy who, who can tell you, like, you know, when women have babies, their bodies, their bodies can change. I mean, she is a professional athlete, so I think that does, uh, swing some things as far as her ability to bounce back from this in a different way. Um, but she's not one that ever has been very shy about saying that, um, discipline is not her thing. Like she's not been shy about saying that. Like she doesn't, she's not the type of person that is locking herself in the gym. She likes to fight. She likes the, she likes being a fighter, but she doesn't, I think live and breathe it. And, and she's touched on some of that stuff. Uh, Amanda Nunes, the lady goat. She wants to fight two more times before retiring. She told combate this week that she wants to fight Holly home before the end of the year and then fight cyborg in a rematch. And then she is done. There were rumors about her fighting at UFC 237. That's not happened. Uh, Anderson Silva is going to fight Jared Kenanori, the killer gorilla, at UFC 237. So that is uh, the next fight for Anderson, not Nick Diaz. 
So that'll be cool. Um, speaking of Anderson, his fight with Stylebender did an estimated 175,000 pay-per-view buys, which is not fantastic. They also uh, obviously lost main event the day of. I do think that probably took a hit to it. Um, and I think getting that news, we found out this week that Stylebender is going to be fighting Kelvin Gastelum in an interim title fight. Um, so we don't really know the story of Robert Whitaker when he's going to be back, but getting the idea that style benders being the headliner against Anderson Silva didn't do fantastic, I think is probably why they wanted to double down on title shots and, uh, in title fights of, excuse me. So we got that. Um, Oh, a little bit of boxing. Let's get to this. So Joe Joyce yesterday, he stopped Bermain Stavern. He moves to 8-0 as a heavyweight, the prospect, the silver medalist from London, uh, who obviously is looking to get into the mix as well. Um, Chris Eubank Jr., he defeated James DeGaulle by unanimous decision. Shout out to Chris Eubank helping me out in my Doom picks. Shout out to Thiago Santos helping me out in my Doom picks this week on the boys of Tobin, Leroy, and Beast. Tune into us every uh, Monday, Monday through Friday, 1 through 4. Um, he beat James DeGaulle, beat him up badly. I actually thought some of the cards that were close were, were laughable. Um, I was with Al Bernstein. Al Bernstein had it a route. I had it a route, too. He brought the fight. I don't really remember outside of a couple sneaky left hands. Uh, James DeGaulle landing much on Chris Eubank. So there's that. Um, this is the big one as far as boxing is concerned. So this week it was announced that Tyson Fury is signing with ESPN and top rank. And that's obviously interesting because for the longest time, Deontay Wilder has been a premier boxing champions fighter. So the ties there are Fox, Showtime. Al Heyman's one of his advisors, though not his promoter. He's kind of got Shelly Finkel. He's got a lot of different dudes who are in the Deontay Wilder business. But he is a free agent. He's not, he's not contractually tied to Showtime. So... The interesting thing that's going to be here is, look, Al Heyman and Bob Arum don't do business together very much, if at all. So will that impede us getting Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury? This is what I got to say. Like, first of all, if ESPN wants to get into the pay-per-view business or they want to get in the boxing business, this is the fight to do it. All right. This is a absolute monster poo-poo platter, uh, silver platter, not a poo-poo platter, silver platter, right for you. Here you go. Offer Deontay Wilder what he deserves for this fight. He's the champ. Um, You don't sign Tyson Fury and then have him go fight some B-level Pulev-type opponent. That's a dumb business model. If you want Tyson Fury to be the guy, what you do is you have him beat Deontay Wilder, become the guy, and then he can be the face and you can you know spoon-feed him some guys. So Tyson signing with, uh, with ESPN is interesting because if Deontay doesn't want to make that happen, if he's not happy with that, does he then bypass it, wait for um, Anthony Joshua and Jarrell Miller to fight and then go to the zone? I don't know because, look, I don't think that – I know I'm in the minority here. I don't know if Anthony Joshua is going to beat Jarrell Miller. I really think Jarrell Miller presents some problems as far as volume, size, uh, style. 
I, you know, I know everybody looks at him and say, well, the guy, the guy, he, 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 he hits, he hits like a pillow in the heavyweight division. It's like, well, it's not the style that he goes with. He doesn't go in there with, with reckless abandon and trying to knock dudes out. Like he tries to wear you out volume wise. It's a different style. And, you know, the only thing that's obviously, a ch- you know, not the only thing, but one of the challenges that he's going to have against Anthony is, you know, trying to get into that, that telephone pole range that AJ presents because he's so good with that jab. You know, he's more, he's more Lennox Lewis than a lot of these dudes, but you know, he's going to create a lot of interest. You know, Jarrell Miller has an unwavering confidence. Brownsville, Brooklyn. Uh, Is he Brownsville? Is he just Brooklyn? Might just, uh, you got the tie to Shannon Briggs. It got all tied up in my head. I know Shannon's got to be, Shannon's got to be sweating this one because AJ's his boy, but you know, big baby's Brooklyn, baby. That's that's USA. So that's an interesting one. I don't think he wants to pick. I don't blame him. But um, I can't wait for that fight. I can't wait for that fight. So look, I like these guys being atop the division. I like this four horse race of Jarrell versus AJ, Tyson versus um, Deontay Wilder. I will say this: Look, if Tyson beats AJ or beats Deontay, I don't know how how easy it's going to be to make a fight between him and AJ. Now that these relationships are there to zone and uh espn i don't know if age is strictly tied to the zone but eddie is his promoter eddie hearn is so it's gonna be an interesting one um so yeah that's our show for today everybody all love to you and uh talk to you next week we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.